You are listening to the Direct Booking Success Podcast, bringing you all the information you need for your short-term rental to stand out from the crowd. I'm your host, Jen Boyles. As an owner and manager myself, I know how hard it can be to navigate the hospitality industry. I'm here to help, so you too can have direct booking success. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Direct Booking Success Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Boyles, and today I have with me Zach Bussy Cruz. <laughs> Did I say it even close? Got it. Got it. Yes. Now, Zach is the founder of Spontaneous, And if you if you haven't heard about this before, then listen up, because this is quite quite a great story he's got here. But if you've heard Zach speak before, you'll know he speaks a lot about Airbnbs. And he uses that term so much. And you might think that's a disconnect from what we do here at the Direct Booking Success Podcast. But this is why I have him here, because I love what he's doing. And I wanted to dig more into just even that phrase. We've got so much to talk about. So welcome, Zach. Love to have you here today. Yes, thank you so much, Jen. As a fellow podcaster, it's always fun to be on the other end of the mic, right? And you'll know this, you don't always get to be the one answering the questions. Oftentimes you have to ask the questions. And I actually think it's harder to ask the questions than it is to to answer them, mm-hmm. right? So it's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for Good. having me on. I'll make it easy for you today. So tell us about, tell us a little bit about who you are and where you are. Yeah, absolutely. So I have spent the last decade working in growth marketing. And for those who might not be familiar, That's really just like a fun way of saying I have helped brands kind of grow their revenue, grow their grow their marketing prowess, help them develop go to market strategies. And most of that experience has actually happened in the context of higher education. So in the last decade, working at an agency that helped colleges and universities recruit students. So think about, you know, digital campaigns that really focus on targeting very specific demographics of students. Colleges care a lot about you know, diversity, they uh-huh. care a lot of pulling in, you know, top talent in their in their respective spaces. So it's actually a really fun marketing challenge because most institutions have a have a pretty broad customer base, right? The demographic is is slim in that it's, you know, if it's at the undergraduate level, it's typically 16 to 18, 19 year olds. But within that population, there's there's a lot of diversity, right? In in where people live and what they're interested in and what they might want to study. So it's a really fun place to kind of cut your teeth as a marketer. So, anyways, I, I did that for the last the last decade or so. I started actually while I was in college at at this firm. And then when COVID hit, actually, I had my wife and I got married in Italy in late 2019. So right before the pandemic. We were living in Washington, DC. And when the when the pandemic hit it quickly became clear that we were in this very small apartment. We were newly married. We were on Zoom calls, stuck. And, and DC was was very strict with with lockdowns and whatnot. And so we really couldn't do much. And uh, we, we, we we were struggling. And it, it's hard to even say that because we, we didn't have a kid. We were totally taken care of. Like none of our family was like really ill. And like we were, we were ridiculously privileged, yeah. like, right? Looking <laughs> back, you're like, come on, you know? <laughs> yeah, who think? But but regardless, we we did feel that way in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. So we argue about whose idea it was to this day. I very much believe it was my idea initially. Well, you're, but... you're on the podcast, so you can take. Yeah, you're the one here, so you can say it's yours. Yeah, 
So, and, and basically we, we said, what if we just like broke our lease and like tried the whole like digital nomad thing. And, and we've, we've always liked to travel and, and because we were working remotely, it, it seemed like the perfect opportunity, right? So long story short, we decided let's do this. Let's break our lease. My wife's actually an attorney. So she was able to work some legal magic to get us out of our lease and hit the road in October of 2020. And then we would be on the road for about a year and a half uh, after that. And the entire time that we were on the road, we were dry, we drove everywhere. Like we didn't fly at all. But the entire time we were on the road, we were we were living in what I would now call short-term rentals, which I called Airbnbs. To be fair, we, we booked exclusively on the Airbnb platform. I had I'd never heard of a direct booking site. I had never heard of you know any of these great tools and 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 strategies that many hosts like like you, Jen speak so highly of I, I was a, a noob if you will right to, yeah, to, to the yeah. so yeah so that's what we did and along the way we realized if we could be flexible with where we went and how long we stayed we could score incredible deals on, on airbnb so we decided to start a newsletter and the premise of the newsletter was basically hey let's scrape airbnb and anytime we find great deals on stays that have been discounted because you know, there's a random few nights, middle of the week here. Maybe there's a weekend and it's Thursday and they haven't been booked yet. Let's put all these in a newsletter and send them out to people that might like travel deals. And then, and pretty quickly, we threw up a landing page, tested it out. And a couple folks in like the tech world found it, shared it on social. And we, you know, had hundreds of subscribers before we had ever launched our first edition. So, so that is is the story of how Spontaneous got started. We were positioning it as sort of like the Scott's cheap flights for Airbnbs, which a lot of folks might be familiar with Scott's cheap flights. There's like Jack's Flight Club in in, in like the UK, but basically a, a newsletter that brought you the best last minute deals on Airbnb. So we've grown from there, and we can get into that if you want. Yeah. But the founding story. Yeah, no, it's great. So I think you know. We had a boom, didn't we? You know, pandemic had a couple of silver linings. One was that the the work from wherever you are became accept, uh, acceptable. Um, I was working as a digital nomad before children, before any of this, but I would have to lie to the people I was working with of where I was <laughs> or just not say that I was skiing that afternoon, you know, or going to the beach. Like I had to pretend I was in the same city because... It wasn't understood in the same in the same way. Yeah, I think yeah. that we had this boom that came out of it too of the pandemic, where people were like, "Okay, like you're what you said, I'm stuck in this small apartment. I'm out of here. Let's go." And, p- and then people realized, "Hey, all these people are traveling. They have no, you know, anchors. Let's just start renting out our places." So it was like a perfect storm brewing, wasn't it? And in sort of 2020, 2021. It was. And and I think like when we started traveling too, right? Because obviously when COVID first hit, everyone was scared. Everyone was inside. Like, you know, people were just, you know, understandably so. We didn't know what was happening. Everyone was very, very cautious. So the idea of travel was like, you only did that if you absolutely mm-hmm. like, if it was like, right? But then by the time October of 2020 had like rolled around, you know, we we had experienced enough. We we sort of understood there were still lots of you know in, in uh, regulations and, and like lockdowns and, and whatnot. But by October twenty twenty, we we kind of had a better grasp of yes. like what was happening, right? And so it, it felt it was like this sweet spot of like we felt comfortable, anyways, and we were very cautious. But like 
we felt comfortable traveling at that particular juncture. And at the same time, I think a lot of short-term rental hosts felt a lot, they quite frankly needed travelers to come. And they were they were super open and flexible because so many of them had lost so many bookings. It was like, hey, yes, I will give you a, you know, this, a great deal if you want to come for these nine days. I have this nine-day gap. If you want to come for all nine days from like a Tuesday to like the following Friday, I'd love for you and I'll give you this rate, right? And, and so- Any revenue was good revenue during those days, yeah. And, you know, as as we started traveling, you know, my my reviews on Airbnb, and this is another reason why I we exclusively traveled on the, on the Airbnb platform is, you know, we started getting all these great reviews. And so when I was reaching out to people and I was, I had found their stay and I was interested in like coming, they they could also go and look at my look at me as like a guest, right? And be like, oh my gosh, this guy has fifty reviews. He you know, and he's got great ratings. Like, we we can give him a discount. Like we 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 can trust him, right? Because yeah. a lot of the time, short term rental houses don't want to give discounts. Rightly so, is if you drop your rate too low, you're going to attract a, a guest avatar that that you actually might not want to stay in your place, right? Um, and price is a, a a big indicator of the kind of traveler, the kind of guest that ends up coming to your place. And not everybody wants to cut it fifty percent, even if they even if they are still profitable at that rate, because again, they they want to make sure that, that their home is going to be cared for. And so the reviews that the Airbnb offered on the platform was, I think, helpful in giving giving hosts like the comfort that we weren't going to trash their place. Yeah, that was great. And and you're right. By October twenty twenty, I think we were all looking at our four walls and going, okay. We've had a bit of freedom here, but you know what's coming around the corner. I actually, I was living in the UK at the time, and I'd basically spent, you know, just the whole time in our house, not gone anywhere. But and I usually would come to Canada in the summer, so that was postponed. And we decided that my parents were going to come to the UK. Okay. And so they traveled same time as you, October. I think it was October 2020. It might have been the beginning of November. But they said, we're going to come now because what's the difference between us being in Canada and lockdown and yes. being with you guys and we could spend Christmas together in the UK? Yeah. So they took all the precautions and I'm like, OK. And we all were very nervous about them coming over, but they made it. and Nobody got sick. It was great. They came over, but then they got stuck with us. So we thought we had come for like four or five months. They got stuck with us and ended up being there for nine months. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Because wow. then the flight industry went crazy and they couldn't get back. Yeah. And yeah. And can't, you know, yeah. Dude, so, yeah. 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 Wow. It, was, it was crazy. It was a crazy time. But we were together. And, the, and the, the silver lining there was that so many families in Christmas 2020 couldn't be together. And we were very lucky and we knew it that we could we could be together. So that was that was great. But it was such a weird, such a weird time. So but, I love that you 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 thought, okay, well let's pass on this goodness to everyone else. Let's start a newsletter and start telling people about about it. So then what happened with the with the business? So again, it was, you know, very, very, very side hustly. Like we were both, you know, had pretty intense jobs and working crazy hours and this was very much a, a 9 p.m. till you know midnight, 1 a.m. sort of endeavor each and each week. And we started pretty, pretty like you know simply with just a one newsletter a week. And it was it was just curated around around the states, and it wasn't it wasn't very specific. And then from there, we just we decided to grow it. We said, hey, like you know, not everyone wants 50 deals from all over the place. Like 
Jen probably is interested in deals in particular locations. She's probably not interested in deals in other locations. So mm -hmm. how do we like score? And so we were able to, you know, spin up some additional newsletter offerings. Eventually, like today, if you subscribe to Spontaneous, you can say like, hey, I only want deals from this particular zip code or two hours from this particular zip code. Like you can get very, very granular or you can be like, hey, send me everything in the Northeast, right? Or everything in the UK. So you can kind of go really wide or, or really, really deep. At the time, that that wasn't the case at all. It was yeah. very, a little bit more professionalized uh, today. And yet at the same time, we're you know, totally bootstrapped. Like this is, this is I, I'm very, very, very close to being 100% full-time on spontaneous. I do still do a little marketing consulting work on the side because the business isn't quite able to pay me you know, what 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 it, what I needed to at this particular juncture. So but but still very, very, very bootstrapped. But we've been able to, you know, create what I think is a, a fun offering for folks who like to travel, who like the short term that they prefer to stay in a short term rental than than a hotel. And and they quite frankly, they have a lot of flexibilities. So like our core audience are folks who are working re remote jobs, right? That that like can they have a disposable income, right? Like they like to travel. They like to stay in pretty places. Like they like to show off spaces to their friends on Instagram. Like that that is kind of our, our the the core segment of individuals that that we that we target with our offerings because every deal that populates on Spontaneous is is only available in the next thirty days, right? So we don't you can't come to Spontaneous and like plan a trip nine months from now. Like that's not, that's not really like how it works, right? That's not the, you know, what we're trying to do here. So, so yeah, it, it grew slowly, but surely would invest, you know, a little bit more time here, a little bit more time there. And then eventually got to a point where, and actually I should say it was really the podcast. So I, I had done, I built like a small niche media company in the higher ed space and um, realized there were so many great podcasts as I started to dive into sh the short-term rental like world and started to even quite frankly, become familiar with that word, right? And my my take was that there was there was lots of like great like hosting tips and how to and like really great people that were very a lot smarter than me that were talking about investing and and, and all this stuff. I I thought what was missing from the podcast landscape was more of like the the humans of New York, like you know, the humans of, of short-term rentals sort of like story driven show. Yeah. Something like a, like oh, I built this kind of Guy Raz style show, right? Like from from NPR. And I thought, you know what? I think I could do something like like that. And so that was the the premise of Behind the Stays, which is which is my podcast. And 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 it was really once we started the podcast where we we started to to really expand because that was my that that was really the the platform where I first met hosts, right? Like up until this junk building stuff for just like the travelers like me right yeah and, and sponsor cool and you know hosts like you jen like you all also are travelers right like and and that's great but but i had no like network of people that were actually building companies and, and portfolios and 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 incredible brands in this space and the podcast opened the door to to meet those people yeah 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 i can see that being really true now you know, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, okay, uh, it sounds really cool, but, you know, this is spontaneous, is right. built, I know, it's just getting that extra in there. You know, it's built upon Airbnb. So what the heck is he doing here on this podcast? So maybe we can sort of tackle that and talk about, 
not go into all the tech. We don't want everyone to fall asleep, but, you know, maybe tell us a little bit of how that works. Yeah. Well, let me just start by by saying that, you know, I I had no idea getting into this this world that like Airbnb was such this like such a naughty word, right? Like it's like (laughs) you talk to people who've you know, built incredible vacation rental management companies or have been in in the short-term rental industry long before like Airbnb was even in existence, right? And so it, it, maybe it was, you know, me being naive. I, I like to think it was just me being, me, me, me being like most people, right? Which is like, Airbnb was my first introduction to like a short-term rental, right? I My, my family, like we, I guess we had gone to a couple of vacation rentals like at like the beach, my, my when I hear vacation rental, right? What what I immediately think of is like, okay, we're going to a place where you have to bring your own sheets, you have to bring like you know your own towels. They're not going to have any shampoo. It's gonna everything's going to be kind of gross. It's going to be old and mid, but like it'll be close to like the beach, or it might even be on the beach, right? Like when mm-hmm. I hear vacation rental, that's what comes to mind, and I'm not al- like I know that I'm not alone in that, right? Yeah. And so. No, you're and not, so, because it's the same me, especially when you look in the UK, uh, you know, where I've been living, you know, so many years now, it was the same thing. You know, it was a different term, but it was a holiday let or a ho- holiday cottage. And it was the uh, same kind of thing. You're going to bring your own sheets. You're going to bring this. You're going to bring that. And they're just providing you this shell of a building, you know. And of yeah. course, things have changed so much since then. But... Yeah, I can see why that would be your perception. Yeah. And and again, like, I think what's really important, and I, I do think most people who are listening to the conversation know this, right, is that I, I think Airbnb deserves an incredible amount of credit for for creating, really just raising the standards of, of this, of, you know, the industry, right? I, I, like, booked through, I remember my first introduction to Airbnb and being able to see these incredible homes and being like, wow, I could... I could stay there and I'm paying less or like close to, you know, equal what I'd be paying to stay at like a, you know, four star like hotel. That's amazing. Like, yes. And and that for me was really like, I associated Airbnb with quality vacation rent. Like when I first started like digging into this, I was like, okay, well, yes, you can go to some other OTAs. Like I, you know, even like Verbo from, from my perspective, like the quality of stay is, is dramatically different. Like if you want beautiful, like, gorgeous looking places like the way that airbnb's ux and ui works it it just it just makes your listings look beautiful right like now i I, you know that there are hosts who've done incredible work behind those listings right Mm -hmm. airbnb credit right but they did create a platform that was optimized for beauty and i I think that other otas uh, have not been have not been successful in being able to to replicate that and so this is a long way of saying, right, spontaneous works. But 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 I think that that context is important because if you've been in the industry for a long time, you know, you might forget the fact that like mo- to, to most travelers, to most of your guests, right, you are an Airbnb. Yes. You might not like, that might not be true. It, it isn't true. It isn't actually, it, it is actually false. Like, Jen, your place is not actually an Airbnb. Airbnb is a company, right? It is an, it is an, an OTA that helps, it serves as a marketplace to introduce people like me to people like you. It's a great like introductory tool. It is really, is really what it is. I can also pay through it. It keeps me safe as a guest. It keeps you safe in theory, at least as a host, right? So, so 
that that is what Airbnb is. But talking to my grandma, right, last week, she's getting together. She, my grandma is 85 years old. She's getting together with four of her girlfriends from high school. She was telling me all about the fact that she had just booked this Airbnb in Florida that they were all going to stay at. Come to find out, she actually booked the home on Verbo. But my grandma called it an Airbnb. Like, so, so it is yeah. just that we are. You can hate it, but that is where we are. And I think if you ignore that, you're just ignorant, quite frankly. Like, it's just like you might, you don't have to love it, but that is the reality. And if you care about building a brand, if you care about building your business, if you care about attracting the next generation of guests, you'll, you'll realize that like that Airbnb is not the enemy, even though that's often how they're positioned in the context of these direct booking conversations. Now, all that said, <laughs> how spontaneous works is we, we, we use Airbnb because Airbnb has, in my opinion, like the best, the best inventory of listings. They have the easiest APIs to work with. We scrape Airbnb. And then if you're a host partner, like if, you, if you've partnered with Spontaneous, what we'll do is anytime your listing is free, we plug into your Airbnb calendar, but anytime your listing is free, we'll send an email offer to subscribers who are following stays in that region. And then we'll have a link to your direct booking site. So what's kind of cool is like, we end up introducing travelers who otherwise wouldn't know that direct booking sites even existed. Like me, like I traveled for a year and a half, never once did I even think to like, try to find a host direct booking site. I do believe that that's changing now and people are getting a little bit smarter. Guests are getting a little bit smarter. But that was even a year and a half ago. That was not something that like I had ever, it, it never crossed my mind. It never crossed my mind, right? No, um, and it wouldn't. I had a talk someone the other day and they were talking about this condo that it went up to Whistler, which is just north of, of Vancouver. You might've heard of it. And he was saying, you've, you've heard of it. Well, my, my dad and mom actually went there for, for like on their honeymoon of all of all things. And so and they're from Hawaii, but they went to Whistler for the honeymoon. So anyways, yes, it has changed been a lot since then, because I used to go as a kid and it was a gravel parking lot with a couple of A-frames and the ski lift. Like, wow. And I remember the first like grocery store was like a like a, a trailer. It was just. Yeah. Anyways, it's completely different now. But these friends of mine were going to, they had had a, a stay in, in Whistler and they said, okay, so we, this is before he kind of realized what I did. And he said okay. to me, yeah, we booked this, this condo it was three families. We went to Whistler and then they sent me some information and it was so professional. And so I looked up their website and you know what? I could have booked on their website for the same place and saved money. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I know you can because this is what I do. But yeah, so there's a lot of education needed out there. And I think, you know, you describing how you use the term Airbnb, you are right. I have been one of those people that have been, oh, I'm not using that term that is beneath me. You know, yeah. I'm going to use. But then we're so crazy in the in the sector anyways, with all the different terminology, like it's a mess. So, yeah. yes, Airbnb is the term that so many people use. And even hosts that go on to Airbnb platform, it's a starting point. It's where I started. You know, yeah. it was on that platform. So I think using that term, we're not going to get rid of it. And by yeah. me not saying Airbnb and using short-term rental or vacation rental or holiday letter or whatever instead is not going to change the world. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, just thinking about it, right? It's like, you know, if you're starting a business and you have access to customers and the 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 price 
to get access to literally millions of potential customers, right, is anywhere between three to 15%, depending on lots of factors. But like, is a is a little cut of the pie. It's it. There's no subscription base. You're not paying to have your place up there. They're they're taking a cut of revenue. If only if your place gets booked. Like that is magical. Like no nowhere else. Like if you build an e-commerce product, right? You, you yeah. You can't go drop it on like even dropping it on Amazon is a lot harder, right? Than 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 it is to launch something on Airbnb. Believe it or not. But like you, you would never. No no business person would ever tell you, hey. Jen, you just built this really cool product, right? All, build a website, make it really clear how folks can buy the product on your website. Don't even think about trying to put it on Amazon, the largest online retailer yeah. in the world, right? Like you would, you would be, that would be stupid for, yeah. for quite like, and so, and so what I always, what I always get upset about is like, look, Yes, if you really want to build a brand and you really want to do all this like work and you really want to build like a direct booking site, great. If you want to turn this into into a like a full time business, that's absolutely what you should be. If you if you that's absolutely what you should do. But but don't knock don't knock the OTAs. Don't knock the the marketing that they give you. Don't don't knock the technology and the and the verification that they give you because anywhere else in the world in any other sector to get access to that level of tool would cost you an insane amount more than what Airbnb takes, right? And so let's just let's just shoot straight here. Yeah. It's an incredible, incredible platform that deserves a lot of respect, that has revolutionized the entire industry. It is not the end-all be-all. If you want to build a business, absolutely do so. But yeah. let's just stop hating on it as, as, as so much. Like it's easy yeah. to hate on, I guess, the biggest fish in the pond. But like, I just don't always understand like, the reason behind it. No, and I think I, I agree with you completely, 100%. And that's why I really had you on today is to talk about these things, because I totally agree. I had a client who was launching a new place in England, and they're like, we don't want to use any OTAs. We want to be 100% direct from the get-go. Yeah. One cottage. And I'm like, yeah. are you sure? Yeah. This is going to be the harder route to take, but we can do it. And we did it. They were 100% book direct, but it was one place. If they had come to me and said, okay, I've got five places, I would have been like, you are absolutely stupid not to use the tools that are there. The problem that I see with using Airbnb is when you have people who use Airbnb only. Yeah, yeah. Because things can happen. Airbnb yeah. is a huge company. You know, yeah. you could have one property and yes, you might be saying, okay, this is my business, but yeah. I'm running it fully through somebody else's company. Yeah. What if there's a problem with a guest? What if um, there's a tech hitch and your listing gets shut down or there's a complaint and your listing gets shut down? Yep. They run that. They can turn that tap off. And that's the issue that I see that if you want to create a business then you have to diversify. And that could be other OTAs, listing sites, your own website, you know, but that is the, that's the, the crux of it from, from where I'm sitting is if you just go 100% in with just Airbnb. Which again, I, I think makes a lot of sense. And, and from, if you put that same sort of like smart business person hat on and you were to tell somebody, hey, we are fully vested in this one particular area and we don't control whether or not they're that area, like that that light 
ever get switched off or not. Like we have zero control over where the like gets switched on or off. That's not, that we don't have the access to the control panel. That smart business person would say, okay, well, what is the contingency plan when that light inevitably does at some point, right? Even even if there's no nefarious act, it does get shut off. How are you going to make sure that you have a place where people where people can come and stay in place? And, and so I, I'm 100% with you. I do want to ask with the with the one one cottage that you that you helped stand up for folks that it was 100% direct booking. Did they have a large like social following or like like where were they acquiring customers from? Or did they have a large brand from like another region? Because that's or I guess like and like how what was their percentage of like nightly bookings? Because you can't just launch a place without a lot of, you know, like I, I'm an SEO nut and nerd. And so like, I understand how like Google ranks content, right? And yeah. so like, I'm just curious, like how, what, what was their nightly like rate? You don't have to, you don't, you yeah. only share what you can. I, well, I can't, I, I couldn't tell you exactly what the nightly rate was because I don't remember, but it was, you know, they're starting. So we were working together prior to them opening. So I was creating their website and helping with their marketing. But it was starting the marketing before they were ready to take booking. So they created an audience. They did the the desire. And then when they launched, they had people booking it. So it was mainly through social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was through people they knew. It was one property, you know? Yeah. When I launched my boat, I have a boat in Liverpool in England. And when I launched that, I was 70% direct because- Same thing. I started that audience. Now I was a bit, I like to say lazy, but it, you know, I had it on Airbnb. It's on Airbnb now, you know, but I fill up that calendar mostly with direct. And then, you know, if if someone books on Airbnb, that is fine. You know, if that's where they want to book. If they want to book on booking.com, that's fine. You yeah. know, yeah. they'll, they'll, I'll give them the same, the same service. It's not as easy for me because my platform is that I use, you know, is off of Airbnb and booking.com because I'm using my own stuff on my own website. But it can be done if you're willing to put in the work, you know, but I just I unless it's a side hustle, if it's a side hustle and you just want a few nights booked on Airbnb. Yeah. You know, then fine. Stick all your eggs in one basket. I had a cousin who, when I first sort of started this, I wrote her and I said, look, I know you're doing B&B in your house. They were in Canada. I was in the UK. And I'm like, do you want any help? You know, do you want to do a website? You know, I can, whatever. And she wrote me back and she says, I love what you're doing, but this is not a business. Yeah, This is wanting to get a few nights here and there of people in Airbnb helps me do that. I am fine. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And that's Which fine. It's fine. It is fine. And like, like that's what, you know, some folks would call like, like the hobby host. Right. And, and, and I think that like wh- where I'm with you is you, you should have, you should have a way for people to book directly with you as a contingency plan. Should Airbnb or whatever, whatever other OTA you might be on shut down. Like, like you really, sh- you really should. I think it's only, it's only worth like, doing a lot, like building an audience, right? Building a social media following, however you want to do that. Like that is like, you have to do that as far as I'm concerned, if you want to build up a, a solid direct booking strategy. I don't know, unless you rank incredibly well, you have a beautiful website that ranks for vacation rentals in, you know, popular 
travel destination, unless you rank for that kind of term in like a top position on a Google SERP, like you, you have to, you have to grow through social. Like I, I don't, I really don't know how else you do it. Right. Or unless you only rent to, you know, family and friends. Now, what I like to say to, you know, my friends like, like you, Jen, who are doing incredible work in, in this space is like, you, you have to make sure that you're, the the fit let's say it's 15% cut that like Airbnb ends up taking from from every from every booking, right? You have to do the math and make sure that the time that you're going to spend on that is like less than that that 15%, right? And I think the hard reality for a lot of people, now the professionals I think can do this and the people that have bigger visions and the people that want to grow portfolios and they want to build a cool, you know, consumer facing brand around their properties, like you have to do the math and just make sure that like whatever that delta is, like let's say it's you know ten per fifteen percent, like you have to, you have to make sure that the time that you're going to go and spend building everything that you need to build to have a properly functioning direct booking like system and strategy is less than that fifteen percent. And I just I don't see many people able to do that unless again they're really trying to grow a hospitality brand. And if you're trying to grow a hospitality brand and you're trying to do this well, like absolutely, that should be your motive. And I have many friends in this space who have 60, 70, even 80% direct bookings because they've done the work of building large social followings because they're interested in building hospitality brands. I think for other folks, it's just it's just a lot of work. Now you can do it too if you just love it, right? If you just love it and you love creating content and you love websites and you're like this is like your life too, mm-hmm. also do it, right? But but I think what my fear is is sometimes, and I've had people write me long emails in response to like some things I've talked about on my podcast, and they they feel so defeated. Like they're like, I'm trying to do all these direct booking things, but it's like it's so hard. And like my, you know, my guestie site like went down and then like somebody had done this thing. And then like people are saying that like my site looks sketchy and that's why they don't want to book. They want to book through, you know, Airbnb because my, my website isn't designed beautifully. I don't know how to design a pretty website. I don't have the money or time. Well, so you've probably, you've probably heard all these things 10 times more than I have. Yeah, But that's why, you know, I totally agree with you. Don't spend more time or money than you would, you know, with the OTAs. However, that's why I exist. That's why I do what I do is because I've done it. I've got the formula. And now I help others who are in that. Because I see so many people chasing their tail. They're going, I'm posting five times a week. I'm doing lives. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And nothing's coming through. And I'm like, okay, calm. Let's look at it with a clear head. Let's look at your overall strategy. Because you know, and I've spoken about this many times that you don't have to be everywhere all the time. You can have a strategy, we'll figure out what works for you, and then you can lean into it. And that's why myself and other sort of mentors, coaches are in the industry helping. Now, if you've just started on Airbnb and you're new to the world, how do you get into this whole, like once once your eyes are open to this whole sector of hospitality, you know, if you go on LinkedIn or any of the conferences and stuff, we just had the, the Direct Booking Success Summit online you know, it's somehow something has to come to you to open your eyes and go, wow, there's help out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, and again, like you and others are, are like the solution to, to this, right? And I think that that's, that's super, super important. And, and folks need that help. Like there, there's, there's so much help that I think that oh. this industry, 
it's, I just, my, my hope is like, people take the time to think very critically about, yeah, what is your goal? Like, what are you actually trying to do? And if, if you are just trying to be like, you think you said it was your cousin who has someone renting out, you know, their basement a few, a, a couple times a week or a couple times a month, whatever it is, like, that's also like, okay. Like, you're not a terrible person. Like, you're not a, you're, you're not like a, a crappy like host if that if like that's your mode like yeah, people totally in, for all different reasons and now again i think there is incredible opportunity to build very strong boutique hospitality brands in this space and i think like we're just entering this like very exciting chapter where people like you people who who are trying to do this the right way who who understand hospitality who understand you know, real estate, who who understands sort of the need to build strong systems and, and brands, y'all are going to like change this industry. And like, and like, that's very, very, very exciting. It is, yeah. uh, I still think that there's work to be done to figure out like, yeah, what is the, what is the right tech stack for like the starter host, right? Like if you want to go from one to 10 properties, you ask people who are in that one to 10 property category, at, like people are using all sorts of PMSs. People are using all sorts of like website built. Like there's there's yeah. not like there's not like an industry leader, I would say, in in each of these categories. And I think that that I think that there needs to be. Like there should be. I've tried out all these tools. And and to be totally honest, I think direct booking strategies will only go as far as, as they can until the user experience on these tools, whether it's your website. And actually most a lot of hosts I see I have actually beautiful websites, like website builders like Squarespace and you know HubSpot and WordPress. Like they've got enough templates out there where you can make a dynamic, beautiful, like simple looking site. It's really when it comes to like the booking engine that you're using, where where I think things can get like really clunky. And I, in my opinion, until that experience, that checkout experience is as seamless as it is on Airbnb, it's going to be really, really hard to hit 70, 80% direct booking, unless you have a hundred thousand, hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram. There's just so many things and so many factors, isn't there? There's just, we are not going to solve it today, unfortunately. I think we could though, if you and I kept talking, I think we probably could solve all of these issues for everyone. But (laughs) no, I've absolutely loved Loved speaking with you today. And this is exactly what I wanted to do was to get into this conversation. Now, spontaneous. Okay. So newsletter, website, getting those sort of last minute deals. It can go to your Airbnb link. It can go to your direct booking site. Now you also have something. There's two other things on your website that I wanted to ask you about. One is verified stays and the other one is stay watch. Yeah, yeah. So real quickly, so verified stays are our our host partners. So these are people that like have signed up to be spontaneous host partner. It's like ninety nine bucks a year, and what that guarantees is anytime your listing is free when we're doing our scrapes. So if available, listing, yeah, available. yeah, when anytime it's available, uh, it'll automatically be included in our newsletters and on our website for people that are looking for stays in those particular regions. So it's, it just, it integrates, it's automatic. You don't have to worry about it. What, what stay watch is, is stay watch is actually our, our latest product that we just launched and think about it as like a Google flight alerts, but for short-term rentals or, you know, we use, but for Airbnbs in the positioning, cause it's towards a traveler, right? That's fine. You can't. Yeah. The idea is like, yeah, if you say short-term rentals, no one will, 
anyone outside the industry is like, what? But let's say you knew that you wanted to go back and visit some friends in London over Christmas, right? You could create a stay watch and say, hey, I want to go to London from these dates to these dates, roughly. I want to spend no more than 500 bucks a night or whatever it is. And I want two beds, two baths at a minimum. Whatever. You basically tell us what your criteria is. You click go. And then every day, if you want it, or every week, if you want it, or every month, depending on the frequency that you want, will bring you automatically curated listings that match all of your criteria that have been discounted for the dates that you want to travel to. So that'll happen automatically. Now, what we do for hosts on the back end is like, if if you if we have a host partner who's got availability and who's meets Jen's criteria, we'll automatically make that introduction, right? So it'll be like, hey, you know, Zach wants to come play, stay at Jen's place because Jen's place matches his criteria. I'll get an email promoting Jen's place after I create my stay watch saying, we found the perfect place for you. Check it out, right? So that that's how those systems kind of like integrate. And then the last thing is ping, which is a super simple like SaaS tool. It, it lives on your website or your direct booking site. And what Ping does, which is really cool, is it's it's almost like a smart wait list, right? So a lot of folks have like wait lists of, hey, you know, for our newsletter or get on our wait list if our, you know, if, if your dates aren't currently available. Yeah. Cool about Ping is I can go to Jen's booking direct booking site. I can look at her website. If her place isn't available in the you know last week of October, which is where I wanted to travel to, I can create a ping right on her website and I can say, hey, notify me if this becomes available. Now, if Jen gets a cancellation. The minute that cancellation comes through, I'm going to receive an email inviting me to come book that that stay during those dates, right? So it's a, a super simple tool. People love it. The smart, smarter, like these smart hosts that have started buying Ping, what they're doing, which was not how we built it, they're, when they're opening up their calendar seasonally, they're saying, hey, everybody, like on Instagram, go, go and create your Pings and tell us when you want to come. And then they're looking on the back end and they're saying, oh my gosh, we have eight people that want to stay in this weekend on October, let's jack the rates like oh, way up. <laughs> well, that have told us, hey, we want to come on these specific dates, right? So they're using it as like a revenue management tool, which is like, again, not what we had intended, but like very cool and very smart. So anyways, yeah, that's that's what we do for hosts. And yeah, if there's anyone listening that wants to learn more, I'd you know, obviously love to, to chat with you about it. But, but yeah, that's that's spontaneous today. Yeah, well, I'll put I'll definitely the, the links going in the show notes. And I just love what you're doing because these products are so innovative. They really are. And it's not just, I know you're using the term Airbnb and that's totally fine. But everything that you have created can be part of somebody's d- direct booking strategy. Yeah, a hundred percent. And actually, I'm glad you brought this up because what, what's also really cool, Jen, is we're getting, I'm getting like emails from people that are like, oh my gosh, like I never knew I could book direct on like, uh, because Love of sponsors, like I'm finding these host websites and like, I have like friends and fo- like our followers now are like, hey, do you have like the direct booking link for this stay? I'm like, actually, they're not a host partner, but like, let me see if I can go find it for you. Like, so, so the word is getting out there, right? Uh-huh. And, and yeah. are getting, and it's cool to be vi- a one very, 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 very small way in which we're we're helping contribute to the the movement that people like you are building. That it's so brilliant. I absolutely love it. And thank you for that. And can I just clarify, you spontaneous is worldwide, is it not? So we currently curate in the US and Europe. Um, however, I don't know when this podcast is is planning to go live, but as of mid-September, um, we are are in South America. So we'll be in Colombia, uh, Argentina, um, and oh gosh, my team's gonna kill me. Um 
but we'll be in a few, a few countries in South America and we'll okay. be in a few Asia as well. Okay. And Canada? I didn't hear you mention Canada. America, we have, yeah, we have all of North America. Canada, uh, is, Mexico. You can't just forget Canada there. I know you're our big brother, but come on. I was just going to say, you guys have, Canada has some of the best short-term rentals ever. Like, they're gorgeous. Like, they're stunning. I, so, yes, of course we have Canada. Brilliant. Brilliant. Now, okay, you told me you have a response ready for this question. I am on pins and needles because I can't wait to see here what you're going to say. Although I'm slightly less nervous now that we've had our talk. What does direct booking success mean to you? Well, what I think it, it means to me is success is obviously relative, right? You've probably heard that as a response before. How, how I want to sort of pivot this is I think that there's an incredible amount of room to build great brands that are hospitality focused, that use short-term rentals as an asset in, in this space. And I think that the biggest question that will, that will determine your success when it comes to direct bookings is, do we want to build a consumer-facing brand, right? Because I think that that's what you have to do in order to build a successful direct booking strategy. I think that there's loads of room for more people to come and build these incredible brands that wrap together these wonderful portfolios of short-term rentals in the space. And I'm really excited to meet these people uh, you know, as more and more of them continue. If you're listening to this, you're already, you could already be a part of this. Maybe you're already a part of this, right? Maybe you aspire to be. But I think the biggest question that you should be asking yourselves is, do we want to build a consumer-facing brand? Because I think that that's what you have to do if you want to have success with direct bookings. If you don't want to do that, from my perspective, you're probably better off spending that time elsewhere and sticking to OTAs. So that that's my like warmish take, I guess, uh, in response to your, love- to your... Well, you know, I, I built this podcast on the back of that question because the word success is relative, yeah. you know? And that's why I find it so interesting to hear everyone's take on that question because success could mean, you know, building a huge brand with 100 properties. It could mean being able to do the school run and pick up your kid after school. You know, it can be anything. And that's what, this is such a diverse sector of hospitality. And I just love hearing everyone's answer. And your answer was brilliant. So thank you so much. So I will put the the link of Spontaneous, which is a brilliant name. Is Is it .com, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Or you can just Google last minute Airbnb deals and we rank number one for that. So yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever is easier. Yeah, no, I think it's great. So I'll put those links in the show notes. And thank you, Zach, so much for coming on today. It has been a brilliant conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jen. It's been a pleasure. Hey, thanks for listening to the Direct Booking Success Podcast. For more information about this episode and others, head to the website, directbookingsuccess.com slash podcast. See you next time.